Courtside Indiana podcast brought to you by Box Out Sports. Box Out Sports is a leading online graphic solution giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes during a season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Courtside Indiana podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We would appreciate a rating as well as a review on either of those apps. Welcome to episode 71 of Court Said Indiana podcast. This is Jim Reamer, as always. And as always, we're also joined by Zach Tyler. Zach, how was your week? Uh, good week. A lot more soccer going on, but I got to get out some games today and yesterday, so that's good. Zach is back in the gym. That's good. Yes. Is soccer done done, or is it just on a hiatus? I was, yeah, just off for the weekend. She had a game in the morning, so I was able to sneak out after that. Nice. Nice. And joining us again this week after kind of a week away. No, we did a a segment last week, didn't we, Chris? Is is Chris Gilman. Chris, how is how school's winding down for you, right? Yes, yep. I mean, I already know I already know the answer to that question, but but yeah, schools how many how's your finals looking this week? Nothing. We just got projects and we have pretty easy. We've only got till Wednesday, so yeah, but pretty easy. So you got I mean you're good. What's your what's your come on, tell us what's your GPA, man? Come on. Uh right now it's about a three point two five or three point three right now. So. Okay, that's all right. That's that's what I did. That's what I did in high school. That was it was good enough. As long as my dad was happy, I was fine with it. So, um, all right, we are uh, diving right into the recruiting stuff. Zach is going to get us up to date on that. It's, it's kind of a light week, right? Yeah, definitely a light week. I mean, did from we what, miss any that we from what we saw? We, yeah, I don't know if we missed any or not. We might hear about it if we did. All right, we'll go get us up to date. Uh, yeah, we had a couple commitments and a couple other offers. A uh, couple 2022s got offers. A.J. Dixon from Maryville got a Trinity Christian offer. And Travis Grayson from Chesterton got an IUSB offer. Uh, and then our commitments were Marcus Davidson from Fort Wayne Blackhawk is going to Grace. And Jake Moynihan from Seton Catholic is going to Emory and Henry. Yeah, the Moynihan D2. D2 school, yeah, in Virginia, I thought is what it was. Yeah. Um, the, we actually got to that last week because we recorded that a sequence last week and I, I did the, the recruiting stuff Monday morning. So, uh, I, Moynihan, the commit, that commitment came in late, late in the evening. And, uh, he, uh, so we, we covered that last week, but I think just to recap what I said last week, and it's something that Zach and I, Zach, have you seen him play? I know we've talked about him a lot, but we have, and I've, the only time I've ever seen him was on video. I was always really impressed with, especially with his motor, his rebounding. Yeah. Just, just different, I feel like. And I feel like some NAIs around here are going to miss out on that, but we'll see. Well, and that, Chris, had you seen this kid? Have you seen Jake play other than the yeah. fall league? You probably saw him in the fall league, didn't you? I Yeah, I also saw him in the Wedding tournament. Um, That's right. I, I mean, ever since we saw him when we had Isaiah Thompson back two years ago, I mean, I remember watching them while we were waiting for a game, and he stood out back then even. Um, so I've, he's been on my radar for a while and he's, he's really come along shooting has improved with him and he's just continued to be a really good player. And I think that's a great pickup for Emory and Henry. 
I, I'm fortunate. I, I know some guys that Zach's probably in this position too. know some guys that, that do a lot of NBA scouting and, and, and obviously college coaches up the ranks that have to talk a lot to the NBA guys about guys they coach at that level, at their level. To me, motor always translates. And that's something that Jake's got. He's got a tremendous motor. I think there's some, there might be some athleticism concern, or maybe some of it's even lateral. And, and maybe that's what scared some of the GLVC teams away. I've, I've always thought he was kind of a Division two, two kid. He reminds me a lot of Brandon Mays from, center, from nearby Centerville. Uh, nearby Richmond, who had a decent career at, at St. Joseph's kind of injury. He had to deal with some some leg injuries at the end of his senior year of high school, and that kind of plagued him a little bit into college. But but that, that was a guy that, like Jake, at, at a, albeit a small school level, uh, was among the state leaders in rebounding. And, and you know, Jake's one of those guys, and, and he um, – it showed in the fall league. I think he used those time periods to, to try to expand his game. Uh, I thought his shot mechanics looked looked workable. Um, I, I really haven't seen him play a school game, so I don't know how much of that he gets on a regular basis. But but it was definitely something he's been working on in the off season, and and I love his motor. It's I mean we all kind of agree on what his strengths are, and I think I think Zach, I think your point about you know the crossroads league, the NAI schools in Indiana are going to regret being real aggressive with him, but I think some of these D two schools and, and the GLBC are going to regret it too. Sure. Because, I mean, if nothing worse, he could be a rebounder, a screener. I don't, you know, offensively, he's, he's got a chance to expand his game. So that's why I was going to ask what you thought if, if you, Indy, should have maybe tried after, to get after him or, or not. Well, I, you know, it's one of those look, it, they, I didn't watch him play last year. I don't know what they're looking for. Um, you know, they're, and they are, um, and a new head coach last year. So I have right. no clue right. what, what Paul Casaro is looking for as far as this class goes. Uh, and, you know, or, and how much he got a chance to see him. You know, when we, these, these are the borderline kids that we, we keep beating this dead horse. He, each week it seems like we, we reference somebody. The borderline kids, at least in our opinion, who the borderline kids are, are the ones that are, are going to pay because of COVID. And, um, and to some extent, some of this transfer stuff too. Now, it may not impact Division Two as much as low D one, but it is a trickle down. It, it is a trickle down effect, and and more and more of these schools are holding spots for transfers, and yeah. and you know, you just wonder how much that impacts it at, at the Division Two level. I, I don't really know, but but tell us a little bit. We we've all talked Travis Grayson to death. I think both you and I love him. Chris, have you seen Travis Grayson play? I think I think he does he does he play for Indiana Elite South Bend? He or? does not. He plays yeah. for the team in yeah team Indiana. I think I saw them, but I I don't think I had a roster, so I'm not sure if I knew who that who exactly he was. Well, he he's he's if Zach could adopt a kid, it would be Travis. I think, and uh, <laughs> he he really likes Travis. I really like Travis. Yep. But tell us more, actually, Zach, transition and tell us a little bit more about, about A.J. Dixon. Oh, okay, so, yeah, A.J. Dixon really came on last season. Uh, he had a 360 dunk in a game. Uh, super athletic, dude. Uh, Coach Bo Patton loves him. I know that. Uh, he's kind of coming along with his shot. Uh, he's got a great motor. Talking about motor, A.J. Dixon's got a motor, too. Uh, yep. Can block shots, can rebound. Uh, 
but but he's going to be good if he if he can figure it out here this next year. Offensively, is he behind? Is it? Yeah, I, I think that's where it would from a, that, from a skill right, perspective. Right from a skill perspective, I'd say offense is where he needs to pick things up. And like I said, that shot, get that shot down. Uh, he can obviously dunk anything, so he's got no problem around the rim. But but yeah, anything outside of fifteen feet, he's he's going to need to clean that up a little bit. And, and if they, if any of our listeners aren't familiar with with Bo Patton, he's the head coach in Maryville. This will be his what second or third year there. This will be I'm getting COVID that last year screwed me up there too. So this will be his third season coming up, correct? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, and he was an assistant under under TJ Lux, who was a longtime head coach there, and certainly as a Maryville grad as well. And, and Bo is one of the more one of the most positive people that I've met in the coaching circles. I mean. He, uh, he's always upbeat. He's always enthusiastic. Uh, he is, he's tireless and he does a great job of promoting his kids outside of the yes. program. Yes. And, you know, it's, they, they do some of their workout. They show some of their workout stuff on, on Twitter. Um, I think his Twitter handle is, I don't know what the full Twitter handle is, but it starts Bo Pat, B-O-P-A-T. There might be a number in there somewhere. I can't remember what it is, but if you, if you want to search for his social media, Start with Bo Pat, and, uh, and and you'll certainly find it. But he'll he'll do a great job of, of getting those guys to you know getting those guys improved, and and now they just got to get they just got to get more skilled guys in there to, to to match or get their get their all their all those strong athletic kids that are coming up through the program to just find some pieces that fit together and they can start stringing some wins because. The schedule Maryville plays and the path they have through the state tournament is not an easy one. So um, he could do a really good job and, and still struggle, which is no different than coaching yep. in Marion County or around Marion County. So uh, anything else on the recruiting front before we move into the games you guys saw this past weekend? Uh, I don't think so. I think I think NAI is probably good for Travis. Yeah, for um, – Oh, yeah, see, I don't know. I, again, I'm going back to – I love how strong he finishes. Yeah. I, think he can, I think he can finish over bigger guys. No, definitely. And I don't – you might have a better feel for how well he shoots it than I do. I know we coached against him last, last summer, but I guess I want to say it was very early in the summer, but it, it actually was late June, but that's, that's when we started. So it was very early in what our season was last year. And we, we played off of him a little bit only because we were more afraid of his ability to put the ball on the floor and get by people. Um, it, his, his penetration is definitely the strongest part of his game, getting downhill. For sure. For sure. Um, I don't know how well he shoots it just yet. And that's, that's literally out of ignorance. I, I, don't, I don't – that's not a – that's not even being critical. That's just a straight fact. I've not seen enough of him to know what I think of his outside shot. And – and, you know, you've got a better feel for that. So is that something that he's – is that a positive for him? Is that, that, is that average? That, is it – That would be the one thing I think also that – and you, you're not the only one with that question about him. Um, <clears throat> and I haven't seen him this summer to see if he's improved any since the season. So I can't really answer, answer that right now. But, but I know that during the season that would be the one thing that, that was just lack, uh, lack of consistency, I guess. Yeah. Because that's Jackson Edwards, who's a 2022 kid who has started to get some low Division One offers. That's the one area of his game that I thought needed to be more consistent throughout the school year, and he's starting to answer some of those questions. But 
but he's also a, a lockdown caliber defender who can guard multiple positions. So, but, but still at the same time, he's had to show improvement there. And I, I think he has through the spring so far, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I'm looking forward to getting to see some of these guys. I mean, a lot of these guys in June coming up, we've really got one more week of AAU before we take June or before the AAU takes a week off, you know, the travel stuff. And then they're back with their school teams. And, and I know that'll be something we talk about in an episode, probably if not next week, then the following, then the following week. So that, that's coming up. So Zach, why don't you get us started? You saw some games. Uh, I don't know how you want to, if we want to go by class, if we want to start with maybe let's start with incoming seniors. Okay. Um, I know Chris maybe even have a couple of outgoing seniors who are still playing. Um Maybe maybe throw those kids in, and, and if we can expand on them, we will. You know, I got I didn't get to watch much this weekend. Uh, we we played two games kind of back to back and and left, and then uh, we, then we we played two games today and 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 left, and mostly just due to other commitments and me doing some you know some family stuff too. So so go ahead, Zach, start us with uh, some of the incoming seniors that you saw this week, maybe. Maybe get through three or four of them, and then we'll move over to Chris for those guys, and then we'll rotate back and forth. Yeah. Uh, so, for the in regards to 2022s, I'm just going to talk about Indiana Game Premier's 2022 team. Uh, that consists of Brees Walls, Drew Adzia, uh, Trey Stein, Steinhilber, Nick Meekish, Kaylee Okakalia. Uh, Blake Jacobs and Lincoln Tomei. That's who I got to see this weekend. One of my favorite yeah. teams probably this weekend. Uh, just a bunch of region dudes, guys I've gotten to see over the last year and a half, two years playing high school ball. These guys played so well together, uh, shared the ball like crazy, so unselfish. Uh, they ran their stuff well. Uh, I just liked all those guys. Uh, Brees Walls really stuck out to me. He's a, he's a point guard at Valpo for Coach Kuhlman. Uh, played really hard. Uh, he passed first point guard. Just love how he plays. Great motor, like we're talking about motors today on this show. I, I feel like all these guys have that. Drew Adzia hit a couple threes. Also a great passer. Uh, Blake Jacobs, kind of probably the more the, the lesser known guy on this team. He's a, a big from Northridge. So he's not really – he's not a region guy, actually. Uh, kind of came out last year um, with, with their success at Northridge, but but he's just an ox underneath. Finishes everything, just so strong. Love his game, too, because he can get up and down the court as well. Uh, this is the first time I've got to see Nick Meekish in a while. Uh, he's from Kankakee Valley. Uh, he played well – well today can finish with left and right hand at the rim and then i'll finish with uh kaylee okakalia uh played well this weekend i saw he knocked down some threes uh rebounded really well knack knack for getting the ball around the rim and scoring and finishing there against uh smaller guys and just just did well this weekend i felt like so those are my 22s kaleo is another kid that you could probably adopt if you if you were (laughs) Yeah, you know, and that's why, you know, a lot of that is, too, is just how hard they play. Right. You know, and, and Cleo is a, it comes with, is with a group of South Bend kids, Mishawaka area kids that come down every every fall for the fall league. So I've I enjoy getting to watch him play. And, and um, 
That's good. Yeah. I mean, look, Scott Kimmer does a good job. I hope I pronounced his last name right. Um, he, he does a good job with his program up there and they're, this is their, this is his second summer of running it. And he, he's, he's done a really fine job. And it's, it's nice when you got kind of a captive audience up there, you can sort of siphon in most of the kids that, that don't, that don't maybe get pursued too much by, you know, top right. level fully sponsored teams. Um, right. You know, they're losing kids to Chicago. They're losing kids to Indy and they're losing kids to Fort Wayne. But um but I know that's something he's looking to grow up there too. So Chris, what are some 2022, especially any new names that, that we haven't yeah. discussed? Yeah. So I'll first say the one 2021 guy that stuck out, which was Shiloh Jackson from North central. Um, yeah. He's been playing with the Eric Gordon 10 team. Um, and I, I just really think he's going to be a nice late addition to either a Juco or an NAI, NAIA team. I think with a college development system, over a year or two, depending on if it's Juco, I really think he can keep improving. And he, he really shows flashes. Um, yeah, but he, he definitely could be a great guy down the line. Um, I'll start with um, I'll start with Ryan Conwell, who I saw um, a little bit more of a more known guy. Um, but he, he really took over the game I was watching. Um, his shooting was really impressive to me and his is he looked a little bit bigger than I remember him from the school season two. I think he might run an inch or so. And it looked like he bulked up a little bit too. So he looks like he's really on his way. Um, I think we've talked about it in past shows, but he he's, he's close to a D1 guy in my opinion. I definitely think he's the scoring and shooting is there for sure. So, um, and then, and then I'll say the name that took me by surprise was his name was, Layden Adair from Indianapolis to Cena. And this was a game that I just caught part of. Um, and he plays for the Indiana Nets team, the Indy Nets team. And, and he, he's about six, two, and he's a really shifty guard. Um, and he, he willed his team to a win really in that game. And they played the, an Indiana faith team that was pretty talented too. They had some good, players and a lot of size and he he was able his team didn't have a ton of size but he was able to get in the lane and make passes and drive and score well so he was and that's a guy I haven't heard of before so that was great to see a new guy um and then from that game too Cameron Carnes from Noblesville he's a 6'6 forward he he looks a little bit bigger than the high school season when I saw him too and I think he's going to be kind of the replacement to Noah Harris, I would think, um, next year for Noblesville. Um, but he really – I was really impressed with how well he played big this time around. Um, and he played against some guys that were pretty tall too, like 6'7", 6'8", on the Indiana Faith team, and he got some blocks. He, he still – his post moves are getting there, but he could be a guy um, that, as he continues developing, could be a pretty solid high school player during the season this year. So, yeah, but those were the – three or four um, guys I had for that class. Chris, did you see any of the 2023 class this past weekend? Yeah, I had to. Um, I saw your team, um, Preston oh, Roberts, who I've mentioned before. I really yep. like – I saw in that distinction game his – I mean, he just plays really, really smart. He's, he's – he's, he had amazing core vision in that game. He had some really impressive passes. Um, and his defensive awareness was something that really stood out to me too this weekend. He really has an act for when he can get a steal and stuff like that. And then 
I felt like his shot looked really good this weekend too. I feel like he was consistent with his release and I felt like he did a great job. Um, and then this one, it's a Zionsville guy, but this was the IBA prep team I saw. Um, yep. And he, he did too well for me not to put on this list. He played, I watched a little bit of both of their games. I was stopping between some couple games, but Matthew Wachlinski, who's about a six, three guard. Um, he, he just, he dominated both of the games that he was playing in. Um, and he, he was driving very effectively. He, I mean, he finished every single time he got to the rim um, and he shot well too, which is something that he's definitely worked on since the season ended. Um, and his team, I mean, that team, that IBA prep team, I wasn't sure what to expect going in, but that was, that team shot the lights out in both the games I saw and passed really well. But yeah, but he, he played really well and facilitated well as well. And he, he's not really a point guard either. So the way he passed was really impressive to me. So. Yeah, that's they, the point. They move. Yeah, they move the ball really well, and he's. Um, I always have a hard time pronouncing his last name, but he's a, he's a kid. He'll you know he'll be a he'll be a role guy for Zionsville throughout. Uh, obviously, Imes and and Logan Imes and Nick Richard will be their their key guys going forward, and and your guy Maccabee, uh, that you talked about last week or was maybe the week before, will have a bigger role this this season. Uh, but Imes will still be the headliner for that group. And, and or I'm sorry, Imes and Richard will still be the, the headliner for those two guys. But, yeah, Matt, Matt's – he's a good kid. He, he battles, and he's, he's a very, very smart player. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I agree with, with your assessment with, with Preston Roberts. He's uh plays the point for us. We, we played up this past weekend. So, you know, what you saw us do was, was basically against older kids. And, you know, it's, it's good. I mean, most of our – we, we've not had a lot of challenges this year that in our pool play and we, we've gotten deep in most, you know, in our events and we, we did okay today, but we'd, we'd lost in the semifinals at the buzzer. That kind of sucked, but um, we won't go into the details that we talked about before we started recording, but, but yeah, Preston definitely look is the more he, the more he improves his off ball awareness, the, the better he becomes. He's a, he's a phenomenal athlete. His shots improved, and he's a kid that rebounds his position extremely well. I mean, he was second leading rebounder for Noblesville last year. Yeah, um, and a kid that is not sure what position he'll play in high or in college. We we play him at the point because I think that's where he's going to be recruited the, the best. Um, and he uh, he's done a good job of developing that mindset. So. Zach, what were some 2023 guys that you saw? Was it mostly game, or did you get a chance to see other kids? Uh, yeah, I got to see some other kids, but but uh, some of the game kids stood out to me more than others. Um, I got to see Marcus Northern for from South Bend, Washington. Uh, he's gotten gotten a lot better since the season, actually. Uh, not that he was bad during the season, but I, I feel like he's coming along nicely for South Bend, Washington. Uh, rebounded the heck out of the ball this weekend, and he's a point guard. Uh, runs the floor well also, can run the run the break, great court vision. Uh, still working on his outside shot, though, as well. Uh, saw a couple CMA kids that I really liked. Thomas Collins is a guard, huge motor, uh, can hit some, some outside shots, and then uh, – I'm going to butcher this name, and I talked to him today 
about that. Uh, let's see. Fola Fayemi. Fola Fayemi. Okay. Six four Culver Academy. Also. I talked to coach Galloway about him. Also. He's from Nigeria. Uh, brother graduated from CMA though. So he's got the connection. Uh, great family. It sounds like he had a one sequence where he beat beat a shot off the glass. And then at the other end, uh, got the ball back for a, a one-handed dunk. So he's going to be a nice player. He was at Lalamere. Uh, that wasn't a good fit for him uh, just because of his skill set currently. So he decided to go back to Culver. Like I said, there is a connection there. So, so it made sense to go back to Culver or not go back to, but go to Culver. Uh, and then the last, last 2023 I want to talk about was AJ Lux. Yep. I really liked him this weekend. He shot the heck out of the ball. He rebounded well. He took it to the rim. He played really aggressive this weekend. And that, I think that's the most consistent I've ever seen AJ play. And I, I, I really liked his game this weekend. If he could bulk up a little bit, he's going to be trouble for some people in the next couple of years. Yeah, adding, adding weight will be his issue. Um, yeah. and, and doing so in a healthy way. He, you know, he's – He's a kid that when he was a seventh grader, we, we, as we put the group that I've got together now, we, we started them in seventh grade and we had three kids in the region, two from Crown Point and one from, well, one from Valpo who eventually was a culprit. Um, and, and Lux was always the kid that I thought had the highest ceiling of the three. Now, the, the thing with Lux at that age, he was about five foot three, five foot four and spindly and, and struggled with injuries. And, and really even in eighth grade, the eighth grade summer, he struggled with some injuries. He played a little more eighth grade than seventh grade, but he still had some, he still had some knee problems with some kneecap issues and typical Osgood slaughter stuff that the kids go through at that age. But the thing with him is, I mean, your dad, you know, his dad's six, nine, you know, I mean, TJ was a heck of a player at Maryville. He was one of the best players that's been there since I've been alive. I don't know how he, how he ranks, you know, all-time greats there. But, you know, ever since – especially ever since I started watching a lot of high school basketball outside of Carmel's schedule, TJ is one of the best – you know, one of the better bigs I've seen. And he came through with a great group of kids, him and Fedak, and they, they reached the state finals, um, you know. And, and AJ has a completely different skill set. But he, he's probably not going to end up being as big as his dad, but he's still going to end up being about – possibly being about a six-foot-five, six-foot-six-inch shooting guard, and, and he can really shoot it. So yeah, He's 6'3 um, six, six, or 6'4. Six, yeah, he's right getting now. up there. We, we, saw yeah. him, we saw him in Chicago, got a chance to watch him play, which is fun. It's nice to see him develop physically and, and turn into the player that, that we thought he would be. And, and I knew as um, – I knew as TJ was was getting out of coaching and transitioning more into trying to open his own facility that that uh, driving down to Carmel for practice every week was probably going to be uh, a little bit more of a challenge for him or, or less in, less as interested as he was in seventh and eighth grade. So, what the 2024 kids, Zach? How how did they shape up where you were? Uh, I I wrote down three names: a couple Chesterton kids and then a Lake Central kid, uh, Dorian Beatty from Lake Central point guard uh played jv this year but uh, i assume he'll play varsity next year uh he's really good on the ball good outside shot good at getting to the rim uh kind of reminds me of, of, of travis grayson maybe a little bit in an early age but but we'll see if he gets there uh tyler parish is another kid from 
uh, Chesterton, him and Just, Justin Sims. Tyler Parrish can shoot the heck out of the ball too. Great guard, great off the ball guard. And then Justin Sims is a post player, about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, can block anything that comes in the paint. Uh, I meant, I saw him last year when they were over here at Penn, and, and he, he kind of stuck out to me then as a freshman playing for Chesterton. We know how, yeah. how deep Chesterton can be and how good of a team they can be, and, and they had a freshman playing, so it kind of caught my eye. But, yeah, Justin Sims is going to be a player to watch coming up here in the future. He hit an outside shot or two also for them. Yeah. Chris, what were the – I mean, you've been you've watched a lot of 2024 kids this this spring so far for us. And any any new names this weekend that you came across? All all new, actually. So all new, good. I got good. to see. I finally got to see the EG10 team that I've been trying to see for a while. Um, and then I saw the Indy Nets team for the first time too. So, but most th- I have four names. Three of them are from the EG10 team. Um, I'll start with Michi Jenkins, who's a Six three guard from Crispus Attics, um, and he just his frame for his, for his age is really impressive. He has a big wingspan too. He's a guy that could be around six five um, when he's done growing, maybe a little taller. But he's really athletic. Um, he had a couple dunks, and I was watching him, which is very impressive for the age group. And uh, his shooting, I don't think, is really quite there yet. He seems more kind of a slashing guard with good defensive upside. But if he can, if he can start getting the shooting together. He can be a really solid player for Addicts. Um, they have quite a few guys graduating too, so there'll definitely be some opportunity for him to move up into the ranks. Not sure. I'm not sure if he'll be a varsity guy, but um, but he'll probably be on the cusp between JV and varsity. So, um, and then Jaron Taylor, who's a six-two guard from Rushville, and he averaged 15 points a game during the season this year. Um, and and he, his shooting was off the charts in the game I saw against the Kyle Guy team. Um, I think he probably hit five or six in a row and they still lost because um, the Kyle Guy team is pretty good and Kyle Guy was there. Um, but he, he really he really lit it up and his shot looks really good. Um, if he can continue to row and, and get better at some off the dribble driving stuff too, he can he can be a really solid player down the line. Um, and then I'd say the best player I saw, Mika Davis from Indy Home School. Um, he averaged about 15 a game for a pretty solid Indy homeschool team. And he, I looked at his kind of per game scores and against Heron, he had like 30 points. Um, and against Arsenal Tech, he had 28, I believe. So he, he scored pretty well against the kind of higher up IHSA teams they played. But he's, he's only about 5'9", 5'10", 5'11". Um, but his athleticism is really incredible for his size. He had two dunks in the game I watched. Um, and he, he had a tough finish for a game winner, too. And he he can shoot well. Um, he's reliable at finishing and very shifty. Um, definitely one of the better players in the class, without a doubt, in my opinion. Um, and, yeah, and he looked really good. And then from the Indiana Nets team, Reese Butcher, who's a 6'3 guard from – for Buff Jets, where he's really big for a guard already. Um, really intriguing size, and he looks like he can grow too. Um, and he showed some really great flashes during the game of some great shooting and great driving. And he, I think he's going to be a really good player in a couple of seasons for Buff. And he, if he can keep working on his shot, getting it more consistent, he's, he's got a lot of potential. So, yeah, but those were four really good guys I saw this week. So, any other, any other names, either one, just – any just single player that's 
else that you didn't get to real quick? You want to just throw a name out there? Don't have uh, to, but. I liked Dion Dickerson from that class as well from okay. Tinley. He's his size at his for his age is really impressive, and he's he looked great this weekend for the Cal yeah. guy. Zach, any any last name you want to throw out there? Um, a couple twenty twenty threes that I kind of liked. Uh, going back to Coach Bo, actually, he's got a couple guards that looked good to me: DJ Weaver and uh, Jeremiah Roberts. Uh, so yeah, those, those two dudes out of the 2024 class, 2023. Oh, 2023. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Cool. All right. Well, Chris and Zach, that's, that's good. It's good to get starting to get multiple eyes out at games and, and, uh, and then next week, I don't think anything's going on in the state of Indiana next week. I know most teams that are playing are either going to like Columbus or Chicago or, or, um, you know, there's probably even some teams going over to Missouri. Uh, I can't remember if it's Kansas City or I think, I think there's something in Kansas City. And obviously the 500 absorbs almost all the hotel rooms within a 30-mile radius of the city. So it, it's tough for anything else to exist in this city other than other than 500 crowds. So, right. but Zach, want to <laughs> go ahead with your uh, want to go ahead with your reads? Yeah, Box Out Sports is the leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student-athletes this season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Like I always like to say, it's not just for basketball. It could be for most sports in high school and college. Court said Indiana Podcast is on Apple, Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we would like a rating and review. Give us, we appreciate a five-star rating. And definitely we'll be interested in getting any DMs, uh, any direct messages from, uh, from our audience on topics they'd like to hear about, hear more about. Uh, then you can reach us at courtsideind. That's on Twitter, courtsideind. And uh, send us a direct message and we'll, we'll take a look at the topics you guys are interested in discussing. So. Like I said earlier, coming up, we will have, um, we're looking more toward June and school team stuff. We will have, uh, I know there's going to be some prospect camps at Butler. There's definitely going to be some team camps at, at Butler, Purdue, and Indiana. So hopefully we'll get a chance to get, get to some of those. Uh, we'll have the Charlie Hughes Invitational coming up as well as the Top 100 in June. Um, Chris, what do you got coming up besides projects this week? Uh Recently that, got that a job at Meyer, so nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, the then, one on um, State Road, the one on State Road Thirty Two. Uh, no, the there's one right by my house actually in Whitestown, just oh, about Whitestown. two minutes okay. away. So, yeah, right. and then uh-huh. and yeah, and, and then I've got some solo volleyball training I'm going to this week too. So nice, just taking that pretty seriously. Zach, what do you got coming up this week that doesn't involve girls soccer? Uh, last day of school is Wednesday for us, and then teachers are there Thursday, and we're all done. Yeah, well, we are pretty much got the week off because of finals. Uh, we don't really look to do much during this week, even though we are playing next weekend in Columbus. So, so it's sort of like a week off, but but definitely looking forward to games next week, and then looking forward to month of June. So, anyway, guys, appreciate your time and, and appreciate your input. And for those that listen every week, we thank you and those that are listening for the first time hopefully you get a chance to come back and listen again but that's it guys appreciate it